keep the habit, shake the habit. That's it. <laughs> oh my god. It's the greatest video I've ever seen. Oh boy. I love it. I'll never look at a grapefruit the same way again. Oh god, no. He'll be wondering why haven't I been fucking grapefruits this whole time. Oh, <laughs> Everybody do yourself a favor. Look up the angel grapefruit trick video. <laughs> No. Oh my god, no. it's so funny. It's one of my favorite videos, man. Seriously, it's right up there with cake farts. It's right up there with cake farts. It's so good. Angel, she knows her shit. She she does. She, she, does. she does. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to the Power Gaming Power uh, Blowjob Cast. I had to go grab more alcohol. There's not enough alcohol in the world for this day, boys. Yes, Power Gaming Podcast. Now you're listening with power. Wow! How you doing? Wow, I'm doing okay. I'm doing yeah. okay, yeah. How about you, Kevin? I, I was I was like... It was fine until we started this. Oh, yeah. come on. You loved it, you know. <laughs> no, all of a sudden I've got a headache. Yeah. Mm. Start, I start second-guessing all life decisions as soon as we start mm. talking. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go home and get grapefruited, so I don't know, it's, I don't know oh, what you guys okay. are doing after this. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yes, all right, nothing new with you. Um... Well, there's really not much new with me either, I guess. Um, however, I do have something I want to talk about right away. I know we've kind of talked about this before on the channel, but uh, some of our, our biggest letdowns in, in gaming, right? Okay. So, as we're recording this, uh, well, I suppose I should put a date on it. It's June 12th, by the way, for when I'm recording this, because Lord knows it takes me forever to put out a fucking PowerCast episode. Um... Kevin and I bought a game recently that we were severely disappointed in, oh. and it kind of brought back bad memories of like when we got MVC three. What after uh, hype? What, what game are you talking about? Uh, Bio Mutant. I think I'm pretty sure you remember me. Remember us talking about it every so often on the channel. Bio Mutant. Bio Mutant yeah. for the PS4. I honestly do not. <laughs> uh, it shows you how much he listens yeah. to us. Yeah. But anyway, there it was. A sounds bad though. It was, like you expected something good out of something called. It was, it was a really good premise, and 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 really, it, like the the stuff they showed for it looked really good, really fascinating. Like you, you're a little fuzzy creature with a sword, and you shoot stuff and magic spells, and it's. Really... Do you? He is adorable. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember a game on the PlayStation called Bio Freaks? I know it uh, in name only. That's the exactly. Game. You expected more with Bio Mutants. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. N64 game, yes. Oh, it was N64. Wow. Oh, Paul, Paul didn't even know. I, his thought, own, I thought it was PlayStation. Didn't even know his own reference. Nope. Nice job. <laughs> Sweet. See, no, actually, guess what? Oh, point made. Point. Yes. Apparently, there was a PlayStation. Game. <laughs> ah, yes. All right, point unmade. Day is mine. The day is yours. At least the minute. <laughs> so you got another twenty seconds of gloating. To do oh, that. nice. So, I was right. But so anyway, anyways, bio, uh, bio, bio mutant yes, released bio mutant. not that long ago, and we, you know, it's a game he and I have been looking forward to for a while. More, more so him than me. I, I, I wasn't huge on it to begin with, but I, I came around watching some of the videos and stuff for it and, and the things, and it looked really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up buying it for us. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played a game for a couple hours and said, I think I'm going to return this. You literally returned it? I, I, I have not. 
I have not returned it. I, I usually don't return games unless they're truly dreadful. I think, honestly, you did that with MVC3, didn't you? No, I was, you returned it. No, I was the only one who bought an MVC3, I thought. No, I, you bought Ultimate. I bought, uh, yeah, I, I bought the original. I bought the, the freaking <clears throat> collector's edition, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I did get oh, MVC3. No, I didn't, I didn't you bought that other one. You did Infinite. That's what it was. Sorry. At least I got the yeah. at least I got the poster, though, the Fate of Two Worlds poster. Yeah, I we yeah. both bought MVC3, and we yeah. played it for quite some time, but yeah. it did not have the charm. No, not, not of MVC2. No, yeah. which, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom for the layman. Yep. Who doesn't doesn't know what the hell we're talking about? Yeah, it's it's to me and Paul, it's it's like the greatest fighting game of all time. It's yeah, MVC two. Literally, it still holds up as the best fighting game oh, that yeah. has ever been created. As unbalanced as it is, and how stupid some of the characters are, mm-hmm. it, it's a game we can plug in and have hours of fun with. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, so there's Bio Mutants we bought, and I played it for a couple hours. You know, I saw a lot of people saying good things about it. I'm like, all right, I can do it. The reviews are not great. They're kind of all over the map. So this is kind of like Bale and Wonderworld again, huh? No. Not quite. <laughs> that one was just... That, was that just one bad. was critically and user, like, ban, like pan, pan pretty hard. Yeah. This yeah. one, like, they were all over the place. Like, you mm-hmm. couldn't make heads or tails of what was good about it, what was bad about it. Like, it was uh, something you kind of just had to experience. Oh, I see. That's... So, well, uh, we'll start with Kevin, because Kevin played more of it than I did. Like I said, I played it for two hours, and I, I kind of checked out. You had it should tell you something when I put 10 hours into a game and then just stopped. And you it literally put 10 hours into it and you just stopped. Cold turkey. Yeah. How far are you in the game? Like Barely that? anything. Oh. It's an open world RPG. Oh, gotcha. So it's a huge map. And I got into it and I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it'll pick up as I get new stuff. Maybe it'll pick up as I get new stuff. I kept just trying to convince myself that it didn't. Mm-hmm. So I got hard. I got to that point yeah. and then I was just like, I feel like I've done nothing. I look at the map, I've barely uncovered anything. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, and kind of done for now. And I just, mm-hmm. I put it down. Yeah. Like it was, for me, it was the battle yeah. system is is... It felt like a PS3 game, uh, no, or an Xbox 360. I got. I have the two perfect uh, like comparisons. It feels either like Fable. Oh, okay. Or yeah, like, see that. or like Jack and Daxter. Uh, like PS2. the original one. Yeah. yeah. For the PS2. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It feels like the <clears> combat <throat> and stuff feels like it's like straight out of those types of games. Who de- who developed the game? Um. Well, I know it was published by THQ Nordic. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they Which, only published it though. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember who the developers were. Experiment One Hundred and One. Mm. Well, that doesn't ring a bell. Well, and that doesn't sound like a promising name for a. It wasn't a very large team. I think it was a team of what twenty six. I, I want to say it's like twenty something people. It's yeah. it's a very small team. Oh, okay, but so and, and this is the biggest complaint I've heard from people thus far, and and I concurred with it immediately. And Kevin immediately like latched onto the idea too once he because i played it first mm-hmm. and then i told kevin i'm like uh you might want to try this like a little bit before mm-hmm. we you know thing and i like i told him my experience and he's like he texted me within like the first 10 minutes he's like oh yeah i feel it like i feel exactly what you're talking about yeah the combat has a very large weight weightlessness to it mm-hmm. like it feels like you'll hit things but nothing happens damage will pop up but there's there's no reaction in the enemy you don't like you don't get that feeling of connecting like even the gunplay is just it's horrible it, it, it just it felt like golden eye like how bad the the, the gunplay was mm-hmm. and it's sad because 
this is PS4, PS5. Like, yeah, this should, should not be should not like be this. happening. Well, and like yeah. the way guns work too is you don't really get like an aim down sight, you know, like or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. always like a hip fire. But your reticule, your like you have this like reticle on the screen, and then another one will appear inside of it that auto locks onto stuff. Well, the problem is if they deviate just slightly outside of like the thing, you lose lock on and start shooting at nothing. Oh. Ouch. So you constantly and like the 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 adjusting for it sucks. Yeah, it's not great. <clears throat> it's and like I said, there's just it doesn't feel like you're hitting anything, even though you are. There's just no there. It, this is an age of action RPGs, action games. Yeah. Like that's because oh, yeah. let's be honest, turn based unless there's a specific like franchise that's known for turn-based like Shin Megami games or, or, or you, things like you that. You have like the, the Bravely Default and stuff like yeah. that. You always have like the smaller niche ones but for the main yeah, but big I, games you're going to be more action RPG feel, than turn-based anymore. I feel like yeah. turn-based is you are only, unless it's already an established franchise, the only time you're going back to turn-based like RPG like more style indie stuff is going to be indie stuff that is yes. trying to be retro. Yeah, basically. That's literally, that's that's I, it. As much, it's much to people's chagrin, the the era of turn-based RPGs oh, no, is it's done. done. It's yeah. done. It, it's dead. Yeah. So like, it, you have Final Fantasy to thank for that, actually, because <laughs> I think Final Fantasy X was the first one that became like a like a, a Tales predates. Well, those. yeah, but it's just like around that time Tales is, is when it became RPG. like more of a RPG that was like time-based versus turn-based. Well, you know what's funny. People might not remember Ten as well as they think they do because I always I always see that comparison. What's that? Is that they think Ten is the turning point for action? No, RPG. it's an active. Ter- it's an ATB turn-based ten, game. Ten is purely turn-based. There is no ATB in Ten. Is it? Yes. I thought oh. there was ATB in Ten. Not in Ten. Ten is one hundred percent turn-based. Oh wow! Okay, never not mind even then. in the re-release. No, maybe ten, I don't remember. I'm pretty yeah. sure Ten was completely turn-based. I thought maybe maybe not. I know there was a turn order. Well, I'm talking about Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Across twelve, the X series. Uh, you might be thinking of twelve oh, because maybe. it it gave a mo- it gave the illusion yeah, of, of was action. Like, twelve was way down the road. That was like that was PS two. Yeah. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought that that was PS three. But I'm pretty sure ten hmm. conditional turn based battle system. Turn based. Okay. But it was turn based for the most part because you had a turn order. Technically, ATB is still turn based too. Right. So. But you didn't have to wait for a gauge to pop up. You know what I mean? Yeah. A gauge didn't fill. No. For for ten, ten was you had the turn order. Because mm-hmm. I remember when you were the summons, when you used like the summons, it was basically replaced the the party with the summons, and there were moves to delay your opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. kind of how you kind of got around it. I thought I thought it still used part of the ATB gauge in this one. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. At least I'm wrong. Maybe I haven't played it in a while, but I'm pretty sure ten was just straight up turn based. But maybe I'm mm-hmm. full of shit. You might be. It's possible. No, it's okay. I don't know RPGs as as well as you guys do, so yeah. Uh, I don't don't listen to me when it comes to that kind of stuff. But either way, uh, turn base is done. Um, so like, it, action RPGs have pretty much been damn near nearly perfected for the most part. I mean, you have one of the biggest action RPGs, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake now. Mm-hmm. Integrate just came out this week, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I still love. 
the remake. It's very good. Is Integrate, is that like part two then? No. The it's, remake, it's an, or is it its, its, it's own a, thing? It's the update that added yeah. the, the, the Yuffie or Yuffie, however you want to fucking say it, DLC. Oh. It, it's, okay. it's basically what she was doing prior to... When you meet her. Anyone meeting her, because there was a whole bunch of backstory that was never in the original game. Ah, uh, I gotcha. And I even think her story is called Intermission. Yeah. But Integrate, I think, is just kind of the name they gave, like, this update to, to the game. So it's basically oh, okay. just the Final Fantasy VII remake. But now it's like you can... But it's, it includes that extra... But PC this is story. also the version that's that... exclusively for PS5. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it's basically, like, the free upgrade to get, like, the 60 frames per second or the, the ray tracing and all this other fucking graphical nonsense. Yeah, all nonsense. the big stuff that they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... I mean, you have that. The Tales games have been action RPG for God since PS One, uh, Super Nintendo, actually. And then you Tales have stuff, of Fantasia. And then you have stuff like Scarlet Nexus coming out this month. Yeah. And... So I mean, really, in comparison, there's no excuse no. for how bad it really was mm -hmm. in Bio Mutant, and like that was enough for me to even be like, I, I can't, mm. I can't with this, and I considered trading it in or selling it to my older brother. Oh, I was like, I, I just can't, and it was very, very disappointing. Like, because I remember, like, it's not often I spend that kind of money and and just completely don't play it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, granted, I have games that I still have not opened. El Shaddai. El Shaddai for the PS3, <laughs> which is funny because I just recently got El Shaddai. Uh, uh, what, what's the Ascension of the Metatron? Yes. On the yeah. Xbox 360. Just because yeah. I found it sealed, brand new, for $4.99. Yeah, that's not an expensive game. I'm I still like, haven't played it, but it's a good game. I'm like, I'm probably just going to keep it sealed for a while. <laughs> I say, it is a fun, and, and it is a good game. Like, mm -hmm. I, I remember playing the demo, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to playing it, which is a common, point. well, I will Do you eventually. have the original El Shaddai, then, or is it the Ascension? I think it's always been Ascension of the Metatron. I think it's, I think it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Because it was PS3, 360... Yeah, but I thought yeah. that they they did two of them. They did El Shaddai, and then there was, like, a sequel. I don't believe so. Uh, At least not that I'm aware of. Maybe. But, yeah, so it's... And it just kind of got me thinking of, like, what would be your equivalent of, like, you bought a game, and it just did not turn out... Oh, sure. It just did not turn out what you thought it was, or what you... What you like, what, what, what would be your equivalent to this? Because I know you're not much of a modern gamer, though, so it's like, I, as, I can't like, think of anything modern. As far as, like, being disappointed? Yeah, like, you game? bought it, you were excited for it, you bought it, and it was just a fucking foppish letdown. I, I mean, I can't honestly think of a game that I was, like, that seriously let down by. Um... Honestly, like, it, there's only been, like, less than a handful for us, too. No, yeah, for me, too. Well, it's because I think with with the way that we are given, like, heads up of when games are coming out, we get to see enough gameplay, we get to see enough videos, we get to kind of do the research on our own to say, hey, this looks really good, or this looks really bad, like, I'm not going to... Well, and, and but see, the problem is, on the other hand, even with that, Cinematic, like the gameplay trailers and reveals, can often be completely deceiving. Oh yeah, look at. Oh base. no, I understand that. Yeah, look at anything. Actually, it's kind of an interesting thing to talk Bio about Mutant too. Is e the perfect one. E3 is coming up, or E3 is coming up within the next week, I think. From yeah. from this recording, E3 is literally all that. It's all just trailers for games that are not even coming out for like the next year or two. Mm -hmm. So it's and and it'll be like souped up actually, graphics and actually, it won't look anything like the correction. Games. It starts today. Oh, fuck me! Oh, it started this weekend. It huh? started today. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. I thought it was next week. 
But yes, uh, oh yeah, I thought it was the nineteenth as well. Uh, yeah. All right, well, good. Well, well that's perfect to talk about hmm. because that's like E three has become like what's coming out this year to what's coming out in like three years. Yeah, I know no, that E three. Yeah, well, every three years. Every three. <laughs> well, perfect. The, the big thing is E three was also never meant to be the, a consumer show. No. It was, it, was, it was actually it started as an industry thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for the public. Yeah. Well, it's just like what was it? Uh, there were a couple of them like that. They started off as like industry things with uh, CES. Is that yeah? Consumer, consumer electronic. Yeah. Yeah. Electronic show. Um, but like they started off as an industry thing, and then they're like, okay, we can kind of let in some, you know, some of the public to offset the cost to it becoming much. A higher demand for the public to get in, mm-hmm. and then they become what they are now. Now yeah. it's basically a promotional platform. Yeah. Yep. That makes yep. sense. But yeah, it's. I don't know. They're they're already working on patches for BioMutant to alleviate the weightlessness issue. Uh, a narrator, I I don't personally care for. It's something Kevin doesn't mind. So basically, nobody actually says anything. They'll talk in gibberish. And then there's just a narrator that tells you what they say. It's said. an interesting, like, yeah, you don't see it very often. I, uh, they did that in, I mean, they used to do that in, like, the Zelda games, was it? or No, the, Mario, Zelda, they would just kind of, of talk games? nonsense, and then, like, there was a text crawl. Yeah. But this one, it's like, you just have a narrator who's just telling you what's happening. He'll tell you story. He'll tell oh. you... It's like, like somebody's oh. reading you a he's story. Not trans, he's not translating. No, he's, he's just, just reading almost yeah. like the story of, and then they're just acting out like what's going on. Yeah. Oh, I see. Which to me is annoying. It is kind of, yeah, it is kind of a weird way to tell the story. It was cute at first. For the first half hour. Yeah. I couldn't, I don't think I could stomach 40 hours of it. I would rather have if, if you're gonna do voice, do voice. That's like a, I don't know, it just that's a long game. It's Whew. something to. It's something that kind of irritates me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like I can understand it, and yeah. I, I. It was whatever. an artistic choice, and yeah, it's not gonna resonate with everyone. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where, because even like Dragon's Crown had a narrator technically. Yeah. But you could alter the voice. You could use the voice of one of the characters. You could just use the general narrator, or you could do like a voice. Of, yeah, or some of the playable characters became voices you could use, and they would talk. So oh, it's kind of cool. like you're seeing it through their eyes. Kind yeah. of like, like just this is just a, a mm-hmm. British narrator man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? It's like all right. I, when you're hearing his voice be every character, you're like. Is he actually speaking like for them, like their dialogue? No. You mean, or, it's a, oh, he's told you really well, about well, such and such. This basically what will happen is yeah, like the an NPC will talk in their their the gibberish of the world, and then the narrator will basically give you a summarized version of what the person is saying to you. He said he's really yeah, hungry basically and exactly. He would like some food. Yeah. Like he's reading a book to you. Yeah. Uh, I that's that's bad to me. Yeah, no, it's it's I don't like that kind of storytelling. See, yeah. that doesn't bother me. It was because some... like I also went through stuff like it. It reminds me a bit of like Stanley Parable, where everything you do is narrated. Yeah. Because but mm-hmm. and that's a puzzle game, so it's a little bit different for that one. Let's say, but that with with that, that's kind of more of a gimmick. That's kind of what it is here too. It's not a gimmick in this. This is this is a, this is basically their storytelling device. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Yeah. But it, but it still makes it a gimmick. It is a gimmick, though. I guess. Yeah. By definition, it is a gimmick because it's trying to do something that other RPGs don't. That makes it a gimmick. I guess. They're I, relying I on it heavily, but... Yeah, like, but something like Stanley Parable, where, like you said, it was a puzzle game. So, I mean, 
I don't know. But he narrates like literally almost everything you do. Yeah. I I just it, it, it is something that bothered me. I know it's that that's just me. Mm-hmm. And I, it's weird because like I see people people love this fucking game. Some people are like super into this. And, and I I don't see how. Like I keep telling Andy like I love the art design for everything. Me too. It's a gorgeous I game. I love the concept of like humans basically fucked up the planet. And then we, we, one, what was, one, one of us survived, left the planet. And now nature basically took back over and the toxic waste and stuff we left behind mutated living things behind us. Mm. Hence bio mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of cool. But Just like, your, the change in your character design, like yeah. you can alter how he looks and it looks very fascinating. But like, and... but like combat is such a major like part of open world games that it just it feels kind of jarring to go from go from like the one to the other. It sounds like as as speaking from somebody who has never played the game and will more than likely never play it, um, it sounds like people what they may end up loving about the game is exactly that. It's uh, it's the a story. Well, it? no, it's it's a story that is gripping that they absolutely love. They love the idea <laughs> of. The world is, like, humans left the world. Those who stayed behind became, like, these nature... Like, no, no, all animals. humans are gone. It's animals have no, it's evolved. It's just animals. Animals yeah. have evolved. And so they love the fact that it's, like, nature-based like that. It's it's, an, it's a unique story. Kind of almost reminds me almost like of something like, almost like a Wally. Kind of, yeah. In that sense. People love that kind of story. They love the art, and it's just a very beautiful-looking game, and some of them can overlook the flaws in the game design and the storytelling because they're really invested in trying to find out what's at the end of this. But see, some of the other people I've talked to are so, like, they absolutely, they think the combat is amazing, though. But then and again, that's like, I don't understand. Well, how. And see, and to me, uh, I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion. Oh yeah, and that, maybe that's... and maybe they are just loving the idea of the like the the game design because maybe they don't have a point of reference for a lot of other games that they played up to this. Point. Some of these people though play like play like Devil May Cry and Bayonetta, so it's like how can you go from like amazing combat engines like those to saying this is a good combat engine. It's just so... Uh, it's bad. I mean, like I said, it's it's like Fable and stuff. See, and I would have been the complete opposite. Like, I can overlook a crappy design, a crappy story. I mean, we've been look, overlooking crappy stories for God since as long as... the Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I can overlook that stuff mm-hmm. as long as the core mechanics of your game are solid. Yeah. Like, I, I admit, like, a lot of the RPGs I loved growing up the stories are nothing original. They're nothing new. Yeah. They're nothing great. Mm-hmm. But the combat shines, and that's the kind of stuff I love. Like even shitty art designs. Like mm-hmm. I'm all right with that. Yeah. As long as your battle, is, or as long as the combat is solid and it's engaging to me in that sense, I can overlook the rest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe. Uh, like I said, you're right. You're people are entitled to like what they like. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it they're is what not. It is. They're not right. They're not wrong. Yeah, it's like, everybody is entitled to it's their just own. Not for us, yeah. I guess. So, and it's just, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of it gripped you from the beginning where That's... you were really looking forward to it. It was a great idea, and that was where you still had the hope of, like, yeah, the the core mechanics of the game are going to be fantastic, so everything's looking great. I'm really going to like this game. And then when you played it, it's like, yeah, the most important thing, which is the thing that I could not see before when they were announcing the game, is bad, so therefore it just completely 
destroyed my opinion of this yeah. game. Which, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. Which, I guess, actually will bring me to my next point. Is, do you think, if Biomutant had put out a demo, do you think this would have done as well? Or do you do you think it would have corrected some of these issues before release? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? Think yeah, so? I think so. Because you almost got... think it's necessary for these types of games to put out a demo first. Because, I mean, look at how beneficial the demo for Outriders really was. Outriders yeah. was a hot technical mess. If you guys haven't listened to it, uh, listen to Kevin and I's Outrider demo episode of the PowerCast, where we gave our initial impressions. I know Paul wasn't there for that one, but like they, the the, we liked the demo. It was fine, but goddamn, was it a programming nightmare? Mm. It was it was yeah. horrible. Mm. So, <clears throat> I I don't think that demos are necessarily necessary um because and and maybe i'm giving too much credit to developers but when i almost feel like most developers they're gamers at heart Mm -hmm. which is why they do this because they love it they they know mechanics they know that if you punch somebody in a game that person has to respond to it like it has to has to do something has to do something so i think if they had put this game out as a demo, people's number one gripe would be, okay, the combat system. Like, when I stab somebody or when I when I cut somebody with a sword, like, they're literally not responding to it. I don't know. It's like there's a disconnect where I don't know if I, if I hit them because they're not responding to it, but I'm seeing everything else giving me that indication that, that they're getting hit. The game designers will know that that's a problem. They don't need people, and they don't need to rely on people to say, yeah, this is garbage because this is not doing this. It's like, yeah, we know, we just haven't fixed that part yet, or we haven't, we, we weren't able to develop it with this in mind. Mm. It's like, they don't need that additional, like, push of saying, yep, this needs to be fixed. It's like, no, we know it needs to be fixed. We just can't, we just can't figure it out yet. Well, do you think that they might have done that as a design choice? Like, they wanted that weightlessness to it. Whereas now that that like the outcry of the public is like this is not great, where they would have changed it. I don't. Think, Do you know what I mean? I don't think so because if if they intended for it to be, wouldn't they have said something about it before the game even came out that this was what they were, that that's what they were going for? I, mean, I don't know. No, I because to be honest, look at the Mass Effect Three debacle. <laughs> well, Mass well, Effect Three had not, issues of its own. Yeah. Not just that, that but story. like because of the way the entire cyberpunk situation happened i think a lot of developers at this point are just they don't want to admit when they screwed up anymore well and at this point they're going to try to use every tactic in the book to be like well it was because of this or because of that but this is your profession you chose to be in this profession so like you have to like if you're going to like you need to either stand behind your product or just not make it. Yes, but the problem with and, and I, I don't think that you can compare this and and the well, I'm not saying they're Cyberpunk I'm not saying they're equivalent, that... but I'm just saying that like Cyberpunk basically shattered the consumer developer type. They they did like, where they basically 
they basically said that this was going to be on all platforms, but they literally only designed it with one platform in mind. Like, I think the, the next-gen systems, or which one was it the was, one where they were having all the issues with? That was all on, of them. No, Everything but, but, but PC. No, no, but it was literally unplayable on, like, the PS4. Oh, base PS4. Yes, yeah. it was unplayable. Well, the, the base Xbox One is basically unplayable, too, originally. A exactly. And so they literally said, okay, you were saying that this game is playable across all platforms, yeah. but you designed this with the next-gen systems in mind, they PS5, did. whatever Cyberpunk was literally designed originally for the Xbox One and PS4. Well... But probably PS4 Pro, the stronger of the. It started area. development before the Pro and the and the One X were even out. Well, of course, either, before they were out, way, but I'm sure they, they were, knew it was coming. Yes, and they were advertising it and saying that it was going to be playable. It wasn't, yeah. and so that's where they had literally. I, I mean, there was issues about them. Uh, was it going to court to say like this was false advertising? Yeah. Like, and mm -hmm. so that was issues all on its own. Um, yeah, I this like, just seems like it was just it, it was just bad mechanics. They just didn't they weren't able to program it the way that they wanted to. And if they did, if they intended for the mechanics to be like that, then I'm sorry, but day one or day two, if you didn't get a a demo so that people knew what they were getting into, then it is up to them to say, nope, this is not a mistake. This is not something that's well, going to be corrected. This is exactly why we we designed it the way that it was and this, these are the reasons why then maybe you'll get people who say okay i can see what they were going for i can i can live with this okay. and then they maybe. just go on yeah maybe but yeah but see if they intended it for this to, to be this way then they wouldn't be doing this massive patch that's going to be changing the way combat is well that's what wow. i'm saying is like did it come to a point where they're like because obviously this is all speculation. We have no idea what no. why the combat was like this. Maybe yeah. it was what they wanted. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they mm -hmm. just ran out of time. Who yeah. the hell knows? But would it be that the the complaints about it were so overwhelming that they were like, we probably should change this despite it being against what we originally wanted? Mm -hmm. And it could be. Although I feel like there's a lot more games nowadays that are... And it's it's sad to say that it's, it's such a dying... A dying practice, but they are releasing games as quickly as they can yeah. because they want to make the money. And then they say, "Okay, well now we're gonna give we'll fix it, it in a patch. We'll, we'll fix it in a patch. We'll give it the day one patch, or we'll give it the the first week patch, or something like that, so that they can just basically get the money that they mm -hmm. need, and then they'll start creating the patches. And then the final game will basically be six months down the road." three months down the road, whatever it ends up being, but it's not when the game actually comes out anymore. Right, right, right. And I miss those days when a game, like, when it came out, that was when it was intended for it to be yeah. completed. I wonder if a lot I, of that has to do with to try and alleviate the crunch, quote-unquote. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, they're maybe they're putting... But see, but, and, and this is where, I don't know if I can, if, if you can blame the video game companies the publishers because i mean obviously most of them have like uh, bottom lines and they need to uh, uh appease higher powers and so honestly i feel like you do less damage if you just delay the damn game for the three to six months that oh, you right. need yeah or whatever it ends up being yeah people are going to be upset that it's delayed but as long as you are saying that yes we will get this fine-tuned and everything will be 
ready day one, no day yeah. one patches, but it's going to be six months down the road, you're going to save a lot more PR, and it, you're going to end up with happy customers than if you release it and see this this garbage that mm -hmm. ends up coming out, and then half the people who are saying like, okay, this is what it looks like. All right, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done playing it. So are you guys gonna stick around for the for the, the three month patch to come out, whatever it ends up being? Like, yeah, I have enough other stuff to play in the meantime. Well, so I probably me. will, but I know what you mean. The and actually, average the average gamer is yeah. gonna already They're, be moving on to that next thing. It's like, yeah. well, this was a bust. All right, next one. And it's pretty. I know we've actually talked about that before. I think in our Cyberpunk episode where where you had said that quote. Where it was a, a game that is delayed can be can be great at a future date. A, ga a broken game that's released will be broken forever or yep. bad forever yeah. or something. Which mm -hmm. is not true because No Man's Sky defeats that. Yeah. No Man's Sky is an amazing fucking game. Yeah, I heard it got pretty good. <laughs> like it released and then, uh, I that it one bombed hard. On that there. one, but see and then hard. see that one's a little bit different because that, that one was, they yeah. had such a ridiculous hype behind it that like. There was concepts that developers were like, well, we'd like to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And then when X, Y, and Z weren't necessarily attainable, mm -hmm. but the game was still completely playable and fine, people got pissy. Right, right, right. Well, so, or if you do it the, the whole uh, the route that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 went, where they made the announcement and said, all right, yep, in a week's time, like this game will be made to the public. And then literally a week later, they were like, we no, it. it's going to be delayed. Yeah. It's like, what? then why did you even say that it was going to come out? Like, yeah. seriously, yeah. don't yeah. be stupid. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The video game industry is, has taken such a weird turn mm -hmm. that it's it's almost... I know. Unfortunately, I the good old yeah. days. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, I think the video game industry is hit... Where uh, movies hit, I think, like, I don't want to say it was like two decades ago, maybe a little bit longer, where it's become such like a, a mass consumer thing now that it, it is like the passion. There are people that are still super passionate about doing it, but you can see by like the schlock that gets turned out mm. that they're more interested in just turning the quick buck rather than doing and trying things the way they used to right mm -hmm. very very few movies are really kind of yeah. push that's why pushing like, the edge isn't the right word but but, but and the reason i compare it to, to the right phrase i compare it to like yeah. movies is because look at like last generation and this generation so far how many remakes and remasters have been put out on these systems oh dozens dozens look at the movie industry in the last 20 25 years remakes and remakes re and and rebirths which and it that's a, a constant cycle in the movie industry is you'll do a bunch of remakes because like classic movies like the al pacino scarface is a remake right right mm -hmm. so you have these like movies that are like viewed as classics that are remakes and the cinema does that constantly where it's mm -hmm. every so often there'll be this like big cycle of, oh, now we're going to do all these remakes. And I think gaming is now hitting that point where all of a sudden it's all of the remakes and stuff are starting to hit. Well, I wonder how much of that too, though, is a quick profit. Well, not just that, but like how much of that was signs of the times? Because like, True. look at like Scarface, like the Al Pacino Scarface is like vastly different than the, the 1930s one. Exactly, but mm -hmm. like that's an iconic film, like the Al Pacino <laughs> one. 
yeah. how many people even knew there was an original Scarface? And see, and that's part of the problem is the consumers yeah. don't know enough. So even with this current gen of consoles, like how many of these remakes and stuff, obviously they're targeting us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We always want to see our games we grew up with in a fresh coat of paint. I mean, there's no question about it. If they made a Fantasy Star 4 on the fucking PS5, I would lose my shit. Mm-hmm. I would buy five copies and give one to everybody. Mm-hmm. The whole five people I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and then how much of that is, like, people buying it for their kids? Like, yeah. I remember playing this when I grew up. I think you would enjoy it, too. But, because how many of, like, my niece, they're not going to sit around and play the original fucking Mario Brothers. Like, those games not only like they're brutal they're just they're not great to look at to the like this generation of kids mm-hmm. they would rather see the graphical yeah the graphical they would rather see mario, super mario odyssey exactly they don't want to so see like, super mario brothers no yeah. so mm-hmm. like i wonder if that's kind of why like the, the remake remaster happens, happens. Yeah. Especially with gaming, because like we're seeing well, rebirths the, of so many franchises that we held dear that I don't think kids would go back and play a PS2. You know what I mean? Game designers, go back and make Legacy of the Wizard. See, and that's <laughs> that's also one of those things too, where is you got to think that yeah, the amount of time that's passed between like PS2 to now is it's been yeah. quite a few years. I mean, if you think about it, Breath of the Wild was basically Legend of Zelda one mm-hmm. for the Nintendo, yeah. but it, just for current. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that kind of. I can see where the relevance of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at some point, it gets to be too much. Like they're mm-hmm. doing it way too fucking often and yeah. with weird shit. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, because look at games like um, Skyrim. It's been released on every system since PS3 and 360, Jesus. I think. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even even up to the Switch. I yeah. Think the Switch yeah, is the and most like recent. even then, yeah. they've done multiple versions and stuff. It's like. Just stop. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, like At some they, point they actually just... Demon Souls came out in uh what was it, two thousand nine, I think, or two thousand ten. PS three. Yeah, for PS three. Yeah, yeah. And now they're they, they did it on PS five. They just remade it. Yeah. On the PS five. Yeah, it's, it's like, ridiculous. It's like, wait a minute, this game came out like less than ten years ago and you're already remaking it? Like yeah. what? But then unfortunately some people's attention spans are that short, so <laughs> Well, that's, like, one of those things, too, where it's, like, I, I love the game. Like, I, I was telling you on the way here, Kevin, like, I would love for, for Square Enix to put out, like, a Final Fantasy thirteen trilogy pack. That's not going to happen. It won't. It, well, you never know. Maybe the 20-year anniversary. You, you never know it could because, I mean, it's possible, but... But that one's so, it's, p- like, panned by, like critics and fans that eh. you never know yeah i wouldn't but it, I mean, it I would wouldn't... be more so for the convenience of it because i don't yeah. want to haul out my ps3 to to play final fantasy 13 you know yeah. what i mean like it, it's i could see them doing like the bundle and then putting it on a thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, it would be cool oh, yeah and it would be convenient so it's like i could see them doing something like that but i mean you're right in all likelihood that probably will not happen because nobody like 13 except me apparently like <laughs> But yes, um, well, I guess that'll that'll do it for that. That's all I got on games yeah. and, and current gaming. And I'm just fortunate that I really don't play a lot of like the super newer stuff no. that comes out. So I really don't get as as disappointed as you, you will do. soon. As I gift my PS4 to you, I've already been disappointed <laughs> with the fact that so this friendship. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, yeah, there's that is too, <laughs> no. Honestly, I mean, a lot of the the best series that I have absolutely loved, like Silent Hill mm-hmm. and Metroid. Mm. I mean, it's just 
they have literally i mean silent hill i don't I honestly do not think that a new Silent Hill will ever come out, like, at least in the next 10, 15 years. It's there's just not going to happen. Yeah. There's rumors and rumblings there that Silent has, Hill might possibly be coming there back. There have been rumors and rumblings this year, for... Actually, supposedly, if the current ones are to be believed, there might be hints of it at during E3 this year. There, so you well, might see it today. We'll see. Silent uh-huh. Hill Pyramid Crotch. Yes, I am going to hold my breath. <laughs> um... But I mean, honestly, I've already been disappointed in that sense, yeah. and I just PT. yeah, and so I can't. I I just I don't feel like I can be let down any more than I already have been in the past like five years. That makes six sense. years. I would like to give you my PS4 just so you can experience the games that you are missing, like the Resident Evil Two and well, Three remakes, uh, some of the survival yeah, horror but, games that have come out. On, yeah, but on what? The PS4 and but stuff. what I never told you is that um, I almost ended our friendship at one point because you were just an absolute wuss, and you deleted what? PT from your PlayStation Four. I did delete oh. it. That was a mistake. You deleted it because you thought, oh, Konami <laughs> is doing something to people's PS4s and giving them <laughs> issues if they keep it on their system. I did save the video, though. <laughs> you're you're an idiot. Yeah, that was dumb. You're an idiot. That was dumb of me to do. Yes, it was. You know what's funny is PT still comes up as a download on like my library. Oh, it still it really? shows the icon to oh, re-download it. Oh, and you can't because it's gone. It's all gone. It's gone. What are you looking up, Kevin? Yeah, what are you looking up? Oh, E3 news? Fuck off. Oh, oh my uh, God. Uh, Bait and Kato's <laughs> making a comeback. Plus, maybe. Well, that would be cool. That would be cool, Because they are apparently working on something. And there's oh, also, port, there's also rumblings of a Xeno Chron- Xenoblade Chronicles announcement this year. Oh, because, yeah. cool. because they just refreshed some... Um, oh, the trademarks for the something? The trademarks and stuff like that. And... The one of the, the guy that did the music for him had just tweeted out about recording a whole bunch of shit. Oh wow! Not that long ago. That would be so cool. So he was just he was just like, well, I just finished a session for my next project, and everyone's like, you do the music for this. What else do you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speculations. Yes. Um, I suppose we should get into our main thing though. Yeah, I suppose we can. Paul's yeah. over here looking at price charting. I am. <laughs> I thought you were all done with price charting. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, price charting's gotten a little weird lately. It is. With, with, yeah. All right. Little so, Samson, I see, is at seventeen twenty. It's yeah, it's been at seventeen. Yeah, yeah. on price charting, but yeah, if yeah. you look it up on eBay, it's a lot more than that. Really. Yeah. yeah. Did you was, not see the picture? Did you not see I didn't pictures, see I pictures of anything. Like, uh, I probably ignored it's, it. It's over two thousand dollars. Suck a on, dick on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> like twenty five. Oh god. Oh god. <sighs> wow. Please, really? Please, please stop. I am. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's uh, like twenty five hundred. Twenty seven hundred. Hey. Fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. At least fifteen to seventeen hundred. Sick. Yep. Well, we talked about disappointments. We t- suck it. Stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, we got. Eh, fuck spoilers. There's a, there's a disappointment for you. Uh, We're still oh, not beating him. <laughs> oh no, I, I never will, and I've concluded that already no. because we and we've kind of talked about that. Is, I know. Well, there's a running a running thing between Paul and I where my Panzer Dragoon Saga will catch up to Little Samson in price, no. <laughs> but it's impossible because it. 
it's kind of comparing apples to oranges because Panzer Dragoon Saga is always complete. Yeah. Little Samson's always just cart. Yeah. And it's not it's not the same realm. The, yeah. So it's two different. Yeah. Two different. Two different beasts. Mm. Yeah. Two different beasts. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Um, yeah. This this episode is basically a last Ronin episode. Well, <laughs> that it was it was supposed got, to be until we got yeah. off on our other tangents. Yeah, yeah we always do. So if you don't want to spoil last Ronin stuff. Um, stop listening. Just yeah. stop listening. I was gonna say, yeah, just cut right now and uh, go read uh, the Last Ronin, which should be at okay. your local comic book shop um, if you actually have one nearby you anymore. Uh, anymore, yeah, really. they they are uh, they are a dying breed. But um, that'll be a different yes, episode. The, the Last Ronin came out a couple weeks ago, I think, at this yep. point, and uh, um, issue three, issue number three of the five issue limited series. And um, oh God, this series just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Honest, honest to God. And and one of the things that I keep saying as as far as the one of the pros of this story, and I feel like like I, I just can't explain it, but the pacing of the story is just absolutely perfect. It's immaculate. It is perfect. I have never read a story that has had such great pacing. That it's just it's covering everything that I want it to cover, but leaving enough to be desired that mm -hmm. it's it's literally powering me through to want to get to the next episode or the next. And there's issue. no yeah. fluff in the story. No, no it really this, isn't. This one was very exposition heavy, but yeah, it was, actually but it didn't all right. Feel, with that. Yeah, it didn't Which, feel like it. Though. Let's be honest. Midpoint through a story of any sort, that's generally when your exposition is going to happen anyway. Yes. You have the build up, the exposition, the grand finale. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how a story flows. So, this makes sense why it would be. Yeah. But this was a good one. But I, I will say this is a good one. But well, I, but in it, being the comic book fan that I am, honestly, that is where I, there has been so many different crossovers and so many different, like, storylines where it's like a five to eight issue to ten issue, like, series. Or something going on where you think to yourself, okay, issues one and two were fantastic. They didn't really need issues three through seven. And then nine and ten just closed it out greatly. It's like a lot of it is just you feel like there's so much fluff. This series has just not had any of that. It's no. like every issue seems so integral, so key. And they only have two issues left. So yeah. honestly, this is the point where it's going to start closing out. And so I just, I feel like it's going, only going to just be so much better as it goes on. Yeah. I would say so far this series seems like they had a definite plot outline in place before. Oh, for sure. Because there are other series, like you're saying, where, yeah, it seems like it'll be great, then drags, and then is great again. Mm -hmm. Where it almost feels like they're writing the plot as they go. Where like they have oh, like, they like have a the, very the basic series. yeah they yeah. have a very basic hmm. structure and then they'll they'll kind of fill in stuff as they we go. Want, Whereas this is we their, start, they we, seem like they have the yeah. very detailed picture story, from the get go. Story starts like okay, story starts here. We want to get here. You put in what you want, but it's got to be at least five issues worth. Yeah, as this literally feels like they had a lot of ideas, a lot of story already established and said, you have five issues to tell this story, but you have to hit all of these different points, yeah. and these are the outlines that should happen, and they plotted them out just absolutely perfectly. I'll say five issues, even though it's a sad, it seems like such a short number to me, like, it felt, the, the pacing's great, because the first issue was this perfect setup. You see yeah. him failing at what he tried to do, which was mm -hmm. take out Hirito. Yeah. K Kirito? Hirito? What is it? Hiroto. Hir yeah. Yeah. 
Then, it, the like, cool. slowly we're learning the fates of the other three turtles, because Raphael, mm-hmm. we saw what happened to him in issue two. Yep. We just, in this one, witnessed Leonardo and Casey Jones's death in, yep. in show three. And if the, the tease for the next cover Which shows anything, always it's been, going to be yep. Donatello yep, Don, and yep. Splinter. Donatello and Splinter are going to be front and center. Yep. yep. Which will be issue four. And yep. then and then we're going to end yeah. with issue five, which is probably their assault on Hirato. Which yeah. would be Mikey's death. Maybe. Well, it might. It, to well, be honest, and see, and that's the thing. I, I'm hoping for that type the, of bittersweet ending of where yeah. kill each other. Yeah, they're gonna go out in the like and like a good mutual honorable fight at the end, and then it's just gonna be April and, and her kid laughing. Oh, it well, will not be an honorable fight. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, and that's and that's the thing. Know. And that's the mm. thing with the last Ronin is that this is basically what's establishing the. I, I don't want to call it the multiverse, but it's basically kind of like how Marvel did like a what if, yeah, or or DC mm-hmm. did Elseworlds. Like these are stories that took place in the universe, but are not related to the main, the main yeah, yeah. Earth line. Um, Last Ronin is literally the the first story that's ever been told in TMNT where it's not of that main TMNT timeline yeah. so honestly they could do whatever they want yes Le- our, uh, Michelangelo has been the last Ronin and they could very well kill him at yeah. the end of the storyline like nothing it'd be a very bittersweet yeah. type of ending I could see him it closing would. it out that way mm-hmm. cause I mean they're not gonna want him to fucking suffer around without his brothers well, he's, well he'd have April and, he, yeah, and but you, Casey Jane I don't yeah, remember what you, the hell her name is but it's yeah, Casey Oh, that's right. Yeah, they call her Casey as well. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, I Casey. suppose that it's yeah. an androgynous type. Yeah, you can I think, and, and so I'm not sure if it's Casey O'Neill it's or Casey Marie, Casey, Jones. Casey Marie Jones. Yeah, yeah. Casey Marie. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, honestly, I could see that just because, I mean, Michelangelo, you can already tell, like, through this storyline, like, he's hurting. He's oh, just, yeah. Yeah. He, he misses his brothers. He misses the way that things were. He has obviously changed from everything that has happened up to this point. So, honestly, And yet he I still manages see... to be a giant baby. Wow. <laughs> That's, that was, those are some of my favorite panels with that, him getting the blood drawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really funny. He still manages so. to be the little brother the, throughout yeah. the entire thing, which is kind of funny. I'm almost curious if they're going to play the mutation because they make so many references in this about how his mutations advance. Yeah. Do you think he'll become like what's his face from Dragon Ball, or he'll become a giant snapping turtle? No, stop it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. But no, like I wonder if that might take some form of an effect where they'll mm-hmm. they'll discover something with his mutation is causing something. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's well, but, like you were saying before, is I don't think the battle between Mikey and Hirato is going to be fucking honorable because he's a fucking nutcase. Well, and honestly... That's one of the things I wanted to yeah, talk Yeah, and that's one of the things we'll issue. discuss, too, is yeah. um, is honestly, even for, for what a nutcase Hirato is turning into, and, and I mean, like, you really see him kind of losing his grasp on oh, reality. Yeah, he is, he um, is marbles but, on. But I'm really enjoying it because, and at first I thought, like, I even wrote down in my notes, like, he's insane, and this might be a little bit too much, like, over the top for me, but then I started seeing, like, there are some parallels between what he's going through and what Mikey is yeah. going through, and I'm that's like, why, oh my god, this is genius! To be honest, th- that's <laughs> what I wanted, one of the things I wanted to touch on was, okay, so we already talked, like, the panels that towards the end that we see of him... He's clearly losing his grip on reality. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he keeps referring to himself as a god, and yeah. how, how his angels will not. Well, not let just him, that. Let, he'll be talking, and then he'll just start laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and like, so I was wondering, like, if maybe 
it'll get to the point in the final issue where they're going to see each other. They're going to realize how much they are reflections of each other and realize that they're like, they're just fighting themselves the entire time. And then because the foot clan, even though they do all this evil shit, they do still live with a code of honor. Mm-hmm. Right. They are right. still a samurai and slash ninja clan that has these, like, yeah, they're dubious, but they're like, they still have their ethics that they go by. Mm-hmm. So, like, Shredder would never pass up a challenge, like, a one on one fight against Leo with it for an honorable duel. Mm-hmm. Shredder would always honor that. Right. Yeah. So, and, like, Cry would always honor that yeah. until she started losing, and then, you know, she would do her typical up. Smoke runaway type shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it'll go the same route with him, where well, he's gonna like they're gonna see their reflection, they're gonna see the kinship, and then they're just gonna be like, "All right, fine, we'll settle this. Just you and me." Well, and I and I also like that too because the way that the issue starts off, you see what looks like Oroku Hiroto being very honorable and following in that yeah. footstep for the Foot Clan, like, I, you know what, we have fought long enough, I want to put an end to this, and maybe the time has come for yeah. us to finally end this, this rivalry. That's what his mother wanted, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And yeah, so you thought. see almost, like, this hint of, like, oh my god, like, okay, he, I thought that he was this big bad guy, but what must have happened in between that he felt this way and now he's like this, but then you learn through the story that it's it's like, no, he's losing his grasp on reality, and he had no intention whatsoever of fighting honorably, which is why he or ambushed he's making them. Peace. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to I'd have to reread issue two, but because <clears throat> they showed when Raphael took out his mother, right? Karai. Uh, Karai. Yeah, yes. the, the... uh, no, Karai is still. She's still alive. Yes. She's, she's in the no. She's, she's in the incubator too. She's, yeah, she's yeah. in Karai's face. Yes. So yes, he stabbed her, and then she stabbed him, and that's what. Yeah. So lay this timeline out for me real quick. In the beginning of this issue, when he's being basically sworn in as head of the Foot Clan, yes, is she already in the tube? She or is must... he just ascending no. to power, and she's still alive? I think. I think he ascended to power before she was put into the tube. So I Part of a... his slip to wanting to kill the turtles well, it's Raphael is took what her happened out. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that could have been the, the, the moment that broke oh, okay. him. Mm-hmm. And it could, maybe yeah, it could because, very well be. Maybe it's because it's been so long since I read the second issue and I have to go back mm-hmm. and reread it, but like, I feel like that's the way it was kind of like it showed the then and now, was mm-hmm. that she was still alive at that point, and then yeah. Raphael quote-unquote took her out yeah and then he had now i have to now he's got to fall hard on on the on the so i I think the timeline is yeah he gets sworn in is wants to make peace but he's obviously using it as a ploy raph goes out in response to some well no raph had to have gone before the response to them attacking the base right because Raphael's already technically dead by I think I think he's dead at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It well, he's dead it, in in the 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 now time. Oh, yeah. for well, sure. they're all yeah. dead. But they're. Yeah. It, I don't know. Like for some reason, to me, they did a lot of jumping the, more than yeah, usual the in this then, episode, the and then, it threw me off. Yeah, the then that they did in the beginning, they really didn't even give you an accurate mm-hmm. time of when that was actually happening. So right. you kind of have to just make your own uh, inferences from that. But um, well, maybe. Yeah, Maybe actually, this I, issue she's already Raphael and her are already done. Yeah, yeah, because, I think so. Because um, when, when unless, talk about I think, peace, unless maybe that's what it is. Is that's what was so maybe that's sworn what in, wanted. and that's why he's saying this is the time that we need to put an end to this is because of what happened to her. She's not dead, but she is. Yeah, really basically that's, that's, on that's that seems, that seems to fit. Better. And then he okay. basically 
made, made it. He used it as an ambush. Used it as an ambush because Baxter he's like, Stockman. Yeah. yeah, he was working with Baxter Stockman. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, it looks like Baxter's on his own. Well, Baxter wants Baxter he wants, wants Honeycutt. Yeah, he wants Fugitoid. Yep. Because because the guys Baxter has set up are not they're, foot. They're just mercenaries. Oh, gotcha. He's part of the, the dragon, which was the, the oh, other the, clan. The purple dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver monkeys! Because, so like, they get killed. Baxter's men get killed by the foot soldiers. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. So Baxter's not there on oh. the foot clan behalf. No. He's on his own going after the fugitoid. Oh. Yeah, I'm about to say, kind of, ex- so, explain who, what the fugitoid is to me, because I, I don't know. have to explain that. I don't know well, what fugitoid Honeycutt is. Honeycutt. So, Honeycutt. Whatever. Oh, God. I don't honestly know enough about it to uh, to describe it, but um, Professor, yeah, if you look, look it up, it just to double, double check me, but so it, it, Professor Honeycutt was the original, like, brains behind Fugitoid. He created Fugitoid and something happened to him where his I want to say his like his his brain, his intelligence, his essence went into the Fugitoid. Okay. Um and so that's where he resides. So he was a brilliant scientist. Yeah. yeah. And uh Stockman never liked him as a result of that and so I don't know where like why he's so integral to this story this particular story the professor honeycutt is an alien he's an alien okay they're from another planet gotcha so they basically baxter wants the more advanced technology he wants the technology to to make better mousers and and his robots basically okay so stockman didn't well did stockman make the foot soldiers i was just about to say that then maybe this is why it's stockman is working for uh for for the the Foot Clan because, and I love that they did this too. Is the fact that they introduced in this issue the Foot Clan, what? Oh, go ahead. No, no, oh, sure what you're they say. they introduced the Foot Clan as robots, mm-hmm. and it was very very like it the cartoon. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. so and and honestly, the the robotic Foot Soldiers had always been a staple of right. the animated TV show. It's never really been that way in the comic series. And this is where they kind of found a really intelligent way to integrate the robots into that. It was kind of a cool uh, a cool thing, too. Like, a cool couple panels when they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Because, like, yeah, they, they were like, they're badass. Yeah. Like, those ro- the robot mm-hmm. foot are pretty cool. And like, they they're were, not like their yeah. typical, like, putty-man looking guys. Yeah, like, exactly. They're real fun. And they're they were, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and they were surprised, like... Like saying that, oh my God, they're robotics now, or they're robots yeah. now. Um, so Honeycutt's people were at war with the Triceratons. Oh, really? yeah. Okay, but Honeycutt's people weren't the the Utrams have always been at war with. The... Utrams are from the other dimension. These guys yeah. are all aliens in this oh, timeline. Okay, um, but apparently, yeah. So he was making a new technology. He put on this helmet that basically allowed him to do stuff, and one of his robots kind of fucked up. And then an electrical storm type thing happened. Yeah. Transferred his brain into the prototype. Into the, into the prototype fugitoid. Which is yep. how he became the robot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense to them. Because mm-hmm. when they showed him, I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense then. Yeah. It explains so. why Stockman wants him then. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. For the technology. He only wants the technology so that he could 
basically <laughs> take over the world, maybe. I don't yeah, know. he probably just wants their time. But, yeah, so. Stockman has always kind of been more so on his own. Like He, he does, has, he'll he's sign aligned, with anyone to get what yeah, he wants. He's aligned with, with the foot and and with Shredder, but it's only been to, to basically get himself into position because he's always had his own agenda Okay. Um, okay. in handling things. So Yeah. Like I said, this issue was also really good in the fact that it went more into like how April lost her arm and the yes, leg and like some of her backstory. Yeah. She was pregnant when she did it. Yep. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. Um, Explains a lot about Casey. <laughs> but but um, before before I uh, I get into that, although it, this kind of uh, kind of goes into the history with with her, is um, Casey Jones. Uh, just giving his classic oh, movie yeah. line. I love the fact that he said that that line, that class is pain 101, and your instructor is Casey Jones, because that was straight from TMNT 1. <laughs> and then he even made a reference to the cricket bat. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, I just... <laughs> cricket? Nobody understands cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. God, I love that. Oh, God, I, just, I love that movie so much. Me too. But... But this book, it, it um, this particular issue does go into a lot of the history of April and yep. what happened to her, how she lost. It was the blast that basically killed yeah. Casey. Fugitoids. Uh, well, no, it was the Mousers exploding, wasn't it, or was it the Fugitoid? Ah, uh, because the Fugitoid said something. I'd rather, I'd rather self destruct. Yes, it was the than... Fugitoid. Fugit. Yes, yes. But there was a, but that was the same explosion that killed Leonardo and Casey Jones. Right. And it also basically took her arm and, and her leg. leg and then blew Michelangelo yeah, away blew Michelangelo away yeah. he woke up didn't realize what had happened yep. and she was in uh in, in the hospital for therapy for the next like I think it ended up being like a year or something like that so. or something illustrated ten, beautifully ten yeah. in, in that old school in Kevin Eastman's yep. old school like you just feel like you're reading an old yeah. school issue of it's TMNT. One of my, it's one of my favorite parts about just, this. Yeah. Is, is that old school uh, yeah. drawings. Oh, of yeah. It. it looks so cool to mm-hmm. me. Okay, so apparently the IDW version, the backstory is slightly different for Honeycutt. Okay. So he was still, he's still an alien scientist, but he was being, like, he was working for Utram. Yes. Yeah, for the Utrams. Yeah. yeah. For, so this is the, the other one was the Mirage continuity, where mm-hmm. it's him versus the Triceratons. Mm. Yes. So in the IDW continuity, yeah, he's working for the Utram, uh, working for Quainan first, and then Krang, yeah. and he's actually who built the Technodrome in this continuity. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, and then he still made the artificial life form Sal. Um, then yeah, he's still an alien, though. Mm-hmm. Then he, they end up fighting the rock soldier guys, the stone soldiers. Yeah, yeah, Trag. And, and his, then and his he group. ends up basically. So he ends up in IDW. He ends up working for Stockman. Apparently, Stockman then finds out about him being an alien and stuff like that. Ah, okay. okay. And then so, he ran away. Yeah, kind of. To knock it so because okay. he, he yeah. ended up like siding with like the Foot Clan and a bunch of different shit. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So apparently, yeah. Okay. Freaking, that's the one thing I will say is kind of hard with this series is that the Mirage and IDW, there's some overlap of what happens and other stuff is so different. But see, but that's, that's what I like about this is it's really kind of merging all of those different outlets, the Mirage series, the, the movie continuity, the TV series continuity, the IDW continuity. It's all like really coming together very artistically into this one series. And it's really just 
the balance of it is really working out mm-hmm. very, very well. And it's yeah. so tasteful the way that they yeah. do it. I'll say it's it's I'm loving the story so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, as I've mentioned probably damn near every episode so far, it it takes a lot for me to get into a comic. Yeah. And this is this I'm loving to, this. And to be quite honest, uh, the and and this is actually one of the things that I it, it's the first only gripe that I could give with this series so far is that I I wish and and who knows maybe with with your big gripe is the fact that they're not teenagers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and who knows they may correct this with issue four or issue five, is um, because they've really been going into a lot of the history of where characters ended up and what happened to them. I'm always, I I I hate whenever they kill characters off panel mm. when it is just up to you to decide like in your mind like oh yeah they're dead so now you have to think okay how were they taken out whatever it is i am of the mindset that if it happens off panel then there is a chance that they could come back they are they are still alive out there um i don't like the fact that leo and casey i mean it's implied obviously that they were within close proximity to the yeah. to the blast they radius. were in the building and considering leonardo's were, yes. ghost is following exactly Michelangelo. <laughs> But Casey, we only see, we've never heard anything about him yeah. to that point. We don't see his ghost. Uh, I think April has made uh, uh, comments about like Casey and stuff like that, but he, she could have also been referring to her daughter yeah. um, at that point as well, too. So it's like I'm always, I, I don't like it happening off panel, but at the same time, that is a gripe that I would not, like, it, it is so far down but from you my also have to think at this point like unless if Casey Jones is like flat out avoiding April in the how many years since it's been in between and she that... would have found some trace of the two of them she didn't even know Mike was alive until he showed back up mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, you would think she would have at least she's been looking this entire time hell like in this issue they show she's been stockpiling stuff yeah in the in the yeah. ter- in the lair speaking of that final panel speaking uh, of did so you like, did you catch the uh the little easter egg in that panel the, what, the last one the, the tank or no but, but in oh, the panel the with car. the tank the, the, the classic the party, party wagon, wagon. Yeah. the party wagon oh my was god in yes. yeah it was totally in there Oh, sure enough. Yeah. The old party wagon. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's they awesome. They had so many little, small, minor nods that I'm just like, dang, they are so good. Oh, my God. I, 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 that was the one toy I always wish I had growing yeah, up. I know. The, I had the party wagon. Yeah? Yeah. That thing was so cool. Mm-hmm. I had the shredder that turned into the drill. <laughs> it was like a, oh, a transformer. Yeah. 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 They had they had series of those. Yep. Yeah. Um, one thing though that I would love, I, I I want to find out more about, is right here when is it the last panel? Hiroto, Hiroto, yes, when Hiroto says I am immortal and my angels will not allow it, like he's saying my angels will not allow me to die, and then you see these oh. robotic like talons. It's like, oh, so maybe he's not completely crazy, and maybe these are what he considers like his angels like maybe he's well, got some I, kind I of robotic he, i'm assuming it's one of baxter's creations and it and it could very well be and it, but it's, it's one of those things where like, the entire existence more. the entire existence of that robot is probably just to protect him exactly but it's like i want more i like that kind of cliffhanger where I'm it's hoping, just like give me more i am kind of hoping he'll get his own variation of the shredder suit oh god i oh, hope so sure 
It's, probably by issue five, but maybe. Like I say, like it'll be just... a blend of like Karai and Shredder and, or something. Yeah, That'd or really or cool. Shredder like from uh, over the years and stuff yeah. like that. Because he actually in the beginning he's got the cape. He's got like. Yeah. Like the um, Shredder from the animated series, actually. Yeah, the purple one. Yep. When, he, yeah. when he's talking all crazy about how much better he is than him and his his uh, and his mother, his mother. Yep. That's the part where I'm like, "Damn, dude, you are you're losing it." Because yeah. he's like, "I'm better than you ever were." Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Well, and then, like I said, he's like constantly laughing in very odd places during that. It's almost like the Joker. And mm-hmm. like when he he fails, like he grabs the, the the cord and it breaks, and he starts falling. Rather than being but, like, oh shit, he's just kind of like, ha ha, ha, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. Nothing can kill me yeah. anyway. But but why I say though is that I I actually ended up loving his insanity is just because I saw so many parallels between him and Mikey where he has lost his grandfather and he's. Basically on the verge. He's basically on the verge of losing his mother, and his mother was stolen from him. Yeah, yeah. where he's basically everything that has tethered him to the world. He's really lost. So yeah, well, he's in charge of the foot soldiers and the foot clan. But it's like, it, but he's got nothing as like security no to himself. Left. Yeah, there's no family. And Mikey is in that same predicament where everything that he used to know, everything he used to love, his father. Splinter, um, the other turtles, April, um, I mean, Casey has, has been uh, taken away as well. Like, he's lost everything of that, and all he has is basically what remains of, of April, and somewhat, I guess you can consider um, Fugitoid as well, too. Yeah. But it's like every other vestige of the past is just gone, and he doesn't have that anymore. So it's like both of these guys are really just, they're in pain. They're just yeah. in emotional pain, and this is how they're displaying it. This is how it's coming out. Well, and it's just there. It's like the complete opposite ends of the spectrum yes. between him and Mike. Because Michelangelo, yeah. they even make that reference to that that uh, April talks about survivor's guilt. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is that you know it's a real thing. Yeah. So like, and, and he, he's like the complete other side. He's like, I survived because I'm strong. Yeah. And Michelangelo's like. Why did I survive? Why am I the only one who survived? Yeah. I shouldn't have. So yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I can see mm-hmm. that. I can see the parallels there. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. Like, this is a, like this said, is a very good issue. They're reflections of each other. Yeah. They really are. Can't have one without the other. That's why I think... That is a big I, tank. That's why I think at the end, it's it. they've both got to die in order for it to be peace. Honestly, yeah. that's kind of the way I feel like it, it might go, is where they'll kill each other. Mm-hmm. But... But honestly, I mean, just the the cliffhanger at the very end, it's like, I just, it pulls me in. Yeah. And the, I, I feel like I've said this in every single issue, <laughs> but this, it's the, the story. It's ideas of a story that were originally drafted by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the guys who, who created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so the writing has gone to Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, who has done a lot of the IDW um, TMNT series. So he has kind of been a, a, uh, the architect of this this most recent um, storyline. Um, so these two guys are just just absolutely crushing it on the story. Great pacing, great everything, and the art in this one. Um, um, the multiple East, styles. Esau and Isaac Escorza have been doing some of the like the um, 
I, I think they did like the flashback stuff. Ben Bishop did a lot of the contemporary, like in the present moment, and mm -hmm. then obviously Kevin Eastman doing yeah. all of the old flashbacks. Yeah, I really um, like that. It just the the art blends together so damn well, and you really don't feel like there are certain comic books where you have multiple artists where you can tell the difference between like this panel and this panel where it just doesn't line up or <laughs> this page and that page where it's just like wow this is a really great example glaring like a glaring error or it's like really just mm -hmm. noticeable this it's such a blend and so perfect that i just i honestly could not tell where one art style stopped and the other started mm -hmm. like it just was it, well i mean with exception of uh, yeah. eastman's is so yeah but at least his so different but it, but it makes so much sense it does yeah it yeah. does it makes so much sense so everything is just and, and i like i i feel like i'm just overstating it but it's like it's just everything just is it is so operatic and just so perfectly balanced it's gorgeous. Said, i love this yeah. series this will definitely be one that I will probably read through more multiple times. Oh, yeah. It's, I've been getting every issue so far. Obviously, you guys have as well. Um, this is one that when it comes to the, like, because obviously when all five issues are out, they're going to do a collected um, trade paperback where it'll be all five of them. I'm going to buy that, too. Yeah, <laughs> I probably, yeah actually, I wouldn't so, mind having that yeah, as well. Just having it all in one, in one lump sum. And then, um, because honestly, I would say that is probably the only con of this series is that it has taken them a long time to finish mm -hmm. each issue and so it was I, I know that in the beginning there was a long delay from when they had announced when it was coming out to when it actually came out um, that was due to the artists right they yes. didn't like the artwork yeah and then there was um, a, a big gap between uh, one and two and then there was an even bigger gap between two and three and now issue four is not slated to come out until I want to say middle of August so I mean okay. it's so about it's about 3 months and I wouldn't I wouldn't blame them because issues like that are told in this format in the 48 page usually they take about a good 2 months to come out. So I mean this being 3 issue or yeah, 3 this, months apart it's not This terrible, felt like a longer one than the other books. But it did. The other two. Oh, it sure did. Yeah. Okay. And so um so hopefully they they keep the pace consistent but at the same time, like, I mean, it's just, it, 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 the pacing has been so good that it's, you don't really feel like you're missing anything in between. And you're, e like, it's very easy to pick up where you left off last. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, that's all I got for this issue. Unless you guys have anything else. No, I think I kind of dominated this conversation. So yeah, I'm all right with that. I feel bad. Actually, I do have a question. Yes. Who's Jenica? Jenica, Jenica. So Jenica is in the IDW series. Is she the yellow one? Yes, she is okay. the yellow turtle. Because that was the other question I had. Is because in the back of this they have pre like uh, advertisements. They have the yeah. Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reborn, and they show five. Obviously, you have so, the, the red, the orange, the purple, the blue. But there's a yellow turtle yep. with like claws. Yep. So Jenica was Jenica. Jenica was a. I want to say that she was actually close to Casey Jones. Um, may have been like a somewhat of a girlfriendish. It's not like a Venus de Milo situation from the uh, sort of sort of. Actually. She, she, she's it's, a, it's more tasteful. Wait, what did they call her? What, what was she in in 
uh, next mutation. She wasn't a ninja. She was something else. Oh, uh, damn not, it! Not Shinobi, but yeah, she was Shinobi. Oh. I am Shinobi. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, no. So what happened was, um, Jenica was actually injured, and she, in order to survive, I think it was Donnie, gave her a blood transfusion. Okay. With his, like of his blood. Which and which terrible. had Leo's blood. Oh, Leo's blood. Okay, oh. so it was Leo's blood. But either way, it had turtle the, blood. The, the turtle blood, basically. And so she was able to survive, but she turned into a turtle. Oh, that's lame. As a, as a result, and <laughs> so she actually stupid. yeah. So she comes to, and she is literally a turtle, and then oh. she becomes the basically the fifth turtle. Okay, I was just curious. She was also part of Splinter's Foot Clan. Really? Yes. Yeah, when, really? yeah, that's how they met her. Um, I want to say her first appearance was in TMNT number 56. Mm. Um, yeah, she was introduced because, yeah, when Splinter took over the Foot Clan after issue 50, she joined okay. through through there. So she had some history with the Turtles, which is, it's not just some random person who got injured who Leo's <laughs> like, oh, give her my blood. It's, <laughs> I it, want it to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was, she had been close to the Turtles, close to Casey, and so when... Some of her designs pre-Turtle were badass. Yeah, and so when she actually got injured, it was like, you, you felt bad okay. for her, and you wanted her to survive. And I want to say she got injured in 90... It's like the early 90s, mm. and then by, I think, issue 96 is when she, like, the final panel was, like, she woke up, like, as a turtle. Mm. Is that series any She good? also dated Casey Jones for a while. You're gross. That's what I was saying, yeah, about yeah. Casey. Yeah, she was in a relationship with Casey, so. The Turtles but, Reborn thing that they have in the back there, is that any good? I've, well, it's probably. It only the, shows two issues. For yeah, it's thing, probably but. the, oh, the, well, I don't let know. me see the Turtles Yeah, Reborn. it's in the back of the. It may just be the, um. Oh, like from the ashes yeah. and life after death. So it's um, it's basically just the collected. Okay. Okay. The collected issues. So I was just curious. But um, it but yeah, neat. that's so yeah. I was curious. If so I mean, honestly, it's it's a lot more tasteful than just introducing Venus and just telling us that hey, there's a fit turtle and it's a female. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, she just she literally just came from nowhere. There just happens to be another turtle. Yeah. <laughs> so at least with this, it was tasteful. There there was a lead well, up to it actually happening. <laughs> a human who turned into a turtle. I know. Weird, I understand, stupid. but it's better. It's better to have been an established character that this happened to than to just give us just a brand new character. <laughs> okay. Okay, that makes sense. Well, but, hot damn, dude. The third last Ronin. The third, the last Ronin. <laughs> and issue number four, like we said, if if it is any indication, they have been giving us the... Um, the hints. They have been giving us the spoilers right on the cover, so you basically, we can expect to see the, uh, the storylines of Splinter and of Donatello yeah. in issue number four, and I cannot wait for oh, that issue absolutely man i'm pumped up yeah so good so good now hopefully you guys will like it too uh definitely give it a read even though we kind of spoiled it you'll still appreciate the artwork oh the yeah we obviously don't touch on everything nope so i would say if if this is the first episode you're listening to check out the other check out the, the other, other two. ones yeah. and check out yeah just just get this series because it's yeah. super good and honestly even if you've read them before listen to it let let us know like do, does our opinions of it kind of align with what your opinions are do you feel the same way about the last ronin or are you of the mindset that uh it, it could be better in any single yeah. way like just let us of know of course it could be better 
We have not seen a turtle eat pizza once. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's true. He's got bigger and better, or bigger and more important things to He's in about. New York. <laughs> well, he has, like, he's been around the world. They don't do pizza like New York. It's, yeah. it's Hiroto's <laughs> New York. He doesn't like it there. <laughs> that's true. That was kind of an interesting thing, too, is they talk about, like, how New York started to get taken over yeah. by Hiroto yeah. and how, like, mm-hmm. they were building the walls due to the increased... Uh, the flooding. The, the flooding and yeah. everything. So it was kind of fascinating backstory of, mm-hmm. like, how well, New York became... There's actually one is. part they, they kind of just gloss over in that, that as the walls were getting built up, like gang wars were becoming a problem in the city. Yeah, in the in the. I want to see that. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's definitely really really good, and I'm I'm loving it. I loved yeah. it. just the the whole idea of it caught me. Yeah, you know, I think that's when I brought it up to you guys. Was the, I was like, well, what is this? Like when they first announced Last Ronin, and, and I was like, it really caught my eye. Yeah. I thought it was such a unique concept. And it's funny because they call this this because this is obviously it's bigger than the standard comic book size, so they call this prestige format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember people saying like, why did they make this prestige? It's such an odd size. Like you can't put it in a in a normal bag and board. Um, why would they do this? And honestly, as the story has has gone so far i don't think that this could have been told in any other form other than prestige well it could have but there would have been more issues because some of these issues would have been two and well yeah but i just i feel like the bigger pages it just it really does a great job illustrating everything and i wouldn't want this to be a smaller comic book size because you can still have a comic book that's that's normal standard comic book size but 48 pages but this is just it was meant to be a bigger format oh yeah it just all it the artwork is gorgeous it had to be. i truly love everything about this mm-hmm. it's so good oh yeah for sure so yes uh give us your thoughts give us your opinions tell us how wrong we are as usual about everything <laughs> um you were uh wrong about um issue number 12 in uh tmnt volume one actually <laughs> no just kidding just kidding yes uh yeah, there you go. So uh, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to PowerTripGaming.tv. We'll take you directly to the YouTube channel where you can watch us plow our way through the 678 Nest Game Library. Fuck! And you can also... <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it made me laugh. You can also watch our side quest material where we play games that aren't the Nest. For games that maybe you don't even know about. Exactly. I've never even heard of, despite their popularity. <laughs> <laughs> or you, if you don't feel like uh, to contacting us through Facebook or Twitter, you can always shoot us an email at nespowertrip at gmail.com. Yeah, or listen to any of the other episodes that we have on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify at the PTG Powercast. Correct! It's the PTG Powercast! That's, that is it. Now you're listening, listening with, with power! power.